go home. Go home. Go home. Welcome to episode four of the Go Home Show. I am Eric Bedour. I'm here with my friend, uh, Brian Abushakra. Brian, how are you today? I'm doing very well. Awesome. Uh, how was your day? Were you at work? No. Oh my God, you had a day off from work. I had a day off from work. What did you do literally all day? I have a feeling I know the answer. I watched the WWE <laughs> Network. <laughs> do you find yourself watching that so fucking often Yes. Now? It's like, man, I... It's like I can't get enough, and hey, there are pay-per-views that I watch that are great, mm-hmm. and then there are pay-per-views that I watch that are like, hey, wow, somebody paid a lot of money for that. Yeah. Uh, but hey, them all being there, mm-hmm. that's a lot of fun. It's a lot. I'm watching a lot of stuff that I've never seen before. Well, um, I haven't seen a lot of pay-per-views. Yeah, and, and I'm honestly watching a lot of stuff that I've never even like heard of, like... Uh, I saw one called Capital Carnage mm-hmm. that, hey, you know what? I'll go ahead and recommend that, guys. If you have WWE Network, uh, go ahead and watch Capital Carnage. I think it was a <laughs> Sky Sports only pay-per-view. So you only got it if you lived in England with Sky Sports. Huh. And uh, one of the matches was The Rock, and this was right after, I think this was right after Royal Rumble or King of the Ring? Maybe it was King of the Ring, where uh, The Rock wins the title by turning his back on the fans, and he lines with McMahon, and he becomes the corporate champion. Oh, yeah. So there's a match where it's The Rock versus X-Pac, and The Rock is the heel, and X-Pac is the face. Mm-hmm. And I, you watch it, and it's kind of jarring, but like, there's also a point where like the crowd just kind of isn't like buying that x-pac is the face and the rock is the heel because they want to root for the rock right and you can tell he's like man he really was like that charismatic he was but some of the wrestling on that show is like i feel like every match ended with like a roll-up and it was like nobody really hit their finisher it was like oh a schoolboy by val venus on gold dust (laughs) uh so i don't know it was it was like a little bit of a bizarre pay-per-view uh i think it was like right kind of like the like dx was like kind of in its infancy it was pretty big but it wasn't like the biggest thing in the world right so i I don't know it's really interesting to watch like those earlier uh pay-per-views if you guys hear an airplane uh flying by it's because we're in a warehouse that is very near an airport yes and it's uh very loud with airplanes so sorry about that um so yeah check out capital carnage i almost watched that last night did you really yeah i saw it and i'm like uh nah i don't want to watch that instead i put on um I put on King of the Ring mm-hmm. from, I think, the earliest one they had. Oh, Jesus. Which I think was 1997 or 98. No, it's, it's got to be earlier than that. 97 had, King of the Ring 97 had, I think, Shawn Michaels and Stone Cold Steve Austin and Undertaker. Like, the, it couldn't have been that. It, it was an Attitude Era roster. So it was the it first was one so, that's it, available. Oh, then it must have... I don't know. I wonder what that is. I wonder if it's like 96 or, or you something. You know what? No, I think it, it was the one with uh, with uh, Mankind and uh, Undertaker. Getting uh, tossed went, off the yeah. LSL. So it was 98. Yeah, yeah. yeah. King, King of the Ring 98. If you guys haven't watched King of the Ring 98 and you have WWE Network, I don't know. Like, what are you... The what fuck are you doing? Yeah, what the fuck are you doing? Uh, and this, this is one of the questions, uh, actually, that a fan sent us. Mm-hmm. Uh, earlier because we had talked about it before but the older you get the more crazy it is that mankind really got tossed off the cell this is an email from uh, michael b 
He said, hey guys, love the podcast so far. You're doing a great job summarizing everything I've been missing since I stopped watching wrestling and even made me turn on Raw and rewatch one of my favorite matches of all time from uh, for Wrestling Book Club, which uh, we will be starting in the next couple weeks because I'm going to be out of town and we have to record something. Yes. So uh, he said, I completely agree with Eric on how crazy it was to see Mankind being thrown off the cage now compared to when I was a little kid. I mean, it really is it's- fucking insane. It's so crazy. It, it show that to someone who has never seen that. Mm-hmm. Now that we're in like our late twenties, yeah, their reaction will be, "How the fuck did he do? Is he okay?" Yeah, did, because Jr. makes the call. I think he says, "By God, is my witness, they killed him. He's broken in half." Yes. He really looked like he might have died. Well, he went under the barricade that mm. they had from uh, the ring to the fan. He or- like bounces. Threw, like, the table off the concrete underneath that, like, it was, like, the steel barricade. Do you think they practiced that? No, how, how the fuck do you practice that? You just do it? Do you think they did it beforehand? That's even crazier than practicing it. You say practice it, and I immediately, I'm immediately dismissive, like, how the fuck do you practice that? How do you not practice that? Yeah. That's terrifying. Oh, my God. I mean... I don't even like climbing up a ladder. <laughs> Me neither. <laughs> I get, like, nervous when I get, get like, up past rung five. But, man, yeah, no, I showed that to my girlfriend, like, before the network even came out, and she just went, why? And I'm like, what do you mean, why? Like, for wrestling, for sports, she's like, why would anybody do that? Yeah, uh, hey, it's that's a guy who is so dedicated to his craft that he was ready to die. Yeah, <laughs> she just kept going, he's stupid, I don't care. <laughs> I don't care how cool that looked, he's stupid. You know what's really funny about that match? That's the moment that everybody remembers. Uh-huh. Everyone remembers Mankind getting tossed off. Uh-huh. Uh, I think that a lot of people, and a lot of people still remember this, I think if like your memory's jogged, he gets like taken to the back on a stretcher, mm-hmm. and then gets up and comes back to the ring, yeah. and climbs back that, to the top of the yep. cage, gets chokeslammed through the top, that's not the end of the match. No, nope. they ra- like they open the cage. Terry Funk comes in with a couple other trainers. <laughs> Terry Funk gets choke slammed out of his shoes. His shoes are in the match for like a majority of, or in yeah, in the ring for like a majority of the match. Uh-huh. That match continues where Undertaker is beating up Mankind, and it's it's even harder to watch because you're watching a guy who is obviously not all there. Mankind walking around and trying to sell punches. Oh my god! When hey, there's no way he remembers that. No. He is just walking around, and it's like if you were to fake punch someone who didn't know that you were like fake punching them, uh. what they would they would just go like, oh, what, what is this? That's what he <laughs> looks like. The match keeps going to the point where Mankind starts getting offense in because Undertaker goes for I guess they didn't call it old school at the time, but that arm ringer where he walks on yeah. the top rope, old school. It, Mankind turns the tables. He gets a bag of thumbtacks. Yeah. That's in that match. Yeah. That's yeah. insane. Uh, the, pro- the problem is I keep putting that uh, pay-per-view on as, a, as I'm, like, laying down, and then I put my TV on sleep mode, mm-hmm. and I fall asleep before, the, before that match. Mm-hmm. So I watched, like, the Ken Shamrock match yeah. and Dan Severn, mm-hmm. who, man— I forgot how good Ken Shamrock was mm-hmm. as just, like, a technical he, wrestler. I think he was a guy who they were really going to, like, push and push and push, and then something must have happened where they didn't want to push him anymore. Because he was, a, he was like, constantly in upper card and, like, main event matches. Yeah. And he was always in, like, upper-tier feuds. Yeah. I thought he was great in the ring. I, he, he was really, like, a prototype for someone like a Kurt Angle, yeah. who maybe didn't have, especially at the beginning, didn't have, like, a ton of personality, but mm-hmm. would come in and do, like, a really, like, technical yeah. kind of display. But then Kurt Angle obviously came into his own and was, like, one of the greatest of all time. But yeah. Ken, Ken Shamrock, on his own, was, like, really, really fun to watch. Mm-hmm. Uh, 
yeah, WWE Network has just been like really fun. I love like all their live streams, and and that'll kind of lead us into the first thing we're going to talk about. Yes. Now that it's the second thing we're going to talk about, uh, NXT Arrival, a new show by WWE. Mm-hmm. Uh, did you watch the first episode? I did. Was that so? Okay, NXT Arrival. Was that more like a pay per view of what NXT was putting out? Because apparently, like. I have a feeling like they're not going to call it NXT arrival after this. I don't know. I think either way, NXT, I think they are. Okay. Um, who cares? It's NXT. Either way, like it doesn't matter what it's called. I'm watching it. Oh yeah. Um, I think that this was supposed to be their kind of coming out pay-per-view like, Hey guys, look at NXT is here. And it's like, um, what would you liken it to? Like, the first episode of SmackDown, which you can watch on WWE Network. Which I is, did. Yeah, is, like, The Rock versus Triple H with Shawn Michaels as a special guest referee. Yep. And it's like, oh, wow, this is a pay-per-view quality. Oh, it's because they're trying to sell you on a new product. Right. Which, obviously, they did on NXT Arrival. Because the very first match of the very first show <laughs> of the very first network for WWE... Livestream. Yeah, yeah. Is Sami Zayn against Cesaro. Mm-hmm. It is now March... How many match of the year contenders can we have? Holy shit. That puts us at what, four? Yeah, hey man, that match was like that I mean, that really was incredible, right? That, that was great. That had Oh my god. Not and you can say like, well, they had better matches in, in the indies. There are more spots or whatever. Well, whatever. And and I and I get it. And I understand that it's maybe it's not everyone's flavor. I thought just from a storytelling perspective, that yeah. that match just in ring did incredible things. I think that it told the whole story about Sami Zayn wanting respect from Cesaro, mm-hmm. how he hasn't gotten it, how Cesaro kind of dismissed him. Mm-hmm. And then they finally have this new showing, and it is Sami Zayn gets hit with everything and just everything. keeps coming back and just keeps coming back. And there are shades to the earlier matches where mm-hmm. Zayn goes uh, from the outside, goes uh, through the— Through the post? Yeah, yeah, like next to the post through like the second bottom turnbuckle or second bottom rope. And instead of catching him with that DDT, Cesaro catches him with a— uh, with that big uppercut, yeah. and I thought that was great. Mm-hmm. Uh, so many cool moments in that match. I thought where Cesaro picks him up and just uppercuts him, yeah. picks him up and uppercuts him, picks him up and uppercuts him, and then yeah. it's Zayn just kind of like that fighting spirit hulking mm-hmm. up. I thought that was awesome. The one count? Mm-hmm. Oh, man. When he kicks out at one, Cesaro's face sells that moment so well. Yeah. Uh, so, obviously, you guys have probably all seen that match and if you haven't you should go watch it because it was really really <laughs> incredible um it over it overshadowed everything else that happened the rest of that night yep uh i thought the ending was really cool where uh cesaro comes back in and they hug in the middle of the ring yeah and uh i you could tell it meant a lot to both guys that they really were like hey you guys are gonna be like the ones yeah hey this is like the next generation this is incredible mm-hmm. so very cool awesome what a hot start to that show. It was yes. so much fun. It was such a good match. Uh, do you have any other, I guess, highlights from the rest of the show? Because uh, there were matches that I forgot. Yes. Okay. The one highlight I had was for the past three or four weeks mm-hmm. with Alexander Rusev coming out and doing his little thing mm-hmm. on on Raw, and I guess SmackDown too. I don't know. I always forget. Mm-hmm. I did not care. Mm-hmm. Seeing him in the ring mm-hmm. was a lot more fun than I thought it was going to he, be. He's really big and moves really well. I'm not sold on him, and it's only because of his finisher, the accolade, mm-hmm. which I think is a great name, but it's a camel clutch. Yeah. I don't, get, I don't like he, that, that. That guy is so big and so fast. Why does he not have an impact finisher? Exactly. Why is he not doing something crazy, like some kind of kick? He'll get or some, I, And I feel like that that's going to be his thing that he that's going to get him over if he has a big impact finish. Yeah. I honestly forgot that happened. 
because I remembered Xavier Woods and Tyler Breeze both coming out, mm-hmm. and I was like, oh, cool. And then I didn't remember what happened in that match, and I had to look it up. I'm like, oh, Rusev interrupted. Yeah. Because Tyler Breeze has the best entrance of anyone love it. in WWE from top to bottom. It's so good. He he, t- he has a selfie on his phone, and it has to be through like Apple TV that they do that, right? I it's don't know. so cool. It's got, it's, yeah. What interesting, what an interesting kind of like niche little thing that really tells you something about that character. Yeah. I love it. I it's, thought that was really, really cool. It's really cool. I love it. Um, the Ascension took on Too Cool. It was a tag team title match. Uh, tag tag wrestling to me is uh, it's the same kind of six spots over and over. Yeah. So I'm just kind of yeah, I'm over it. It's yeah, it's yeah. filler. And yeah. It's a bummer because to me, tag team the tag team division was always a really cool thing to me growing up. Mm-hmm. I always held the tag team division to a really high esteem, mm-hmm. and I thought like they were just as good as like you know the people holding like the heavyweight title. Yeah. Yeah. And it's bummer now that they're just kind of like the filler. Yeah, and and you know the the other thing is I don't get the ascension. They're not for me. Mm-hmm. Uh, I am not a sixteen year old boy, so the ascension is not interesting. Mm-mm. But you know what? So I just said that, and somebody just got really mad. Yep. Uh, that's okay. Mm-hmm. Uh, they're just it's just not for me. No. That's fine. Not everything is going to be. Uh, CJ Parker took on Mojo Rally. Remember that? Nope. Okay. Uh, the main event was uh, Adrian Neville and Bo Dallas in a ladder match. Uh, I, what can you say about it? It was a great match. I mm-hmm. thought it was really fun. Mm-hmm. I thought it was definitely overshadowed by Sami Zayn and Cesaro. Yep. Uh, Adrian Neville shows off how he can flip and fly and do crazy shit and why the crowd loves him. Yes. But it was also really predicti- pre- like a really predictable match. To yeah. me. I knew that the, there had to be a title change on the first yeah. you know, episode of NXT because you have to give people reason mm-hmm. to come back and see, oh, well, what's he going to do next week? Mm-hmm. Because if you have the, the champion like yeah. hold on to it, and something that you had no idea of beforehand, you're not going to come back and watch it, or uh, less likely to. Bo Dallas, I still enjoy to see him from time to time. He's so fucking goofy, and really reminds me of, like, early Kurt Angle, um, <laughs> yeah. where he thinks he's like, oh, I'm out here for truth and justice, and everyone, hey, hi, thumbs up, and yep. the crowd loves me, and the crowd hates him. Oh, yeah. I thought that was great. Mm-hmm. Again, cool main event, overshadowed in the long run. Yeah. Kind of a bummer, but I-, I get it. So that was the first episode of NXT Arrival. Did you like it? I did. I enjoyed it, too. Mm-hmm. I-, I always, I like... NXT because it's an indie kind of feel with WWE production quality, right. which I'll watch till the cows come home. Oh yeah, I love that. Yeah. I love that feel. I like an indie show and everything. And I, uh, I like it too. I like yeah. that smaller feel. It's more intimate. It's a lot more fun. Mm-hmm. Uh, SmackDown. Do you remember anything from SmackDown? Yeah, I wrote a few things. Um, so it started off with Batista coming down yeah. to kind of like, yeah, I'm gonna address the fans. Yeah. Even coming down, I don't know if it was his character or him being like real. Mm. He looked so over it. Yeah. He looked, he, walking <laughs> down, he looked like he was just there to collect a paycheck and he's been back for a month. Yeah. It, he, he definitely is a natural heel. Yeah. So, which, that, that was good. which is good. Yeah. Uh, I wrote down notes that went as follows. Go. Uh, he looks over it and uh-huh. Crybaby Batista takes his shirt off. Uh, Dolph Ziggler cuts a good promo on Batista and then drop kicks him, which was awesome. Yeah. I thought that was great. Uh, it was funny because I watched it at the Mega 64 office mm-hmm. uh, and di- I watched it with Derek. And Derek just went, what the fuck's Batista? And I just, and I went, he's a guy who's in Guardians of the Galaxy, and uh, he came back to, like... Promote it. Yeah, to promote it and to get, uh, to be in WrestleMania. He's going to be in the main event. And Derek went, I don't know anything about what you just said. What is Guardians of the Galaxy? (laughs) (laughs) And then uh, Derek went on to tell me that uh, Batista looks like a shitty version of The Rock. He looks like Little Rock. So Derek started calling him Pebble. (laughs) 
the rest of the night, <laughs> which I thought was very, uh, very clever. Is- so the first match that was up was uh, the Real Americans uh, against Mark Henry and Big E. Mm-hmm. It was more of the Real Americans kind of teasing the split. Yeah. Uh, it's fine. They do it better on Raw. The SmackDown is just kind of glossing all yeah. that stuff. Uh, Alberto Del Rio versus Sheamus was after that. Christian interfered. The match was... I don't want to see Alberto Del Rio against Sheamus anymore. Mm-mm. I don't. No. I've seen it. We did it. Yeah. We gotta... We gotta we, there, there have to be other people to put these people against because right. I don't want to see this match anymore. Uh, Christian attacked Sheamus. That was the end of the match. Uh, Batista came out, or Batista came out, and then Ziggler came out, and there was a uh, there was a fight between Batista and Ziggler. And uh, shockingly enough, Dolph Ziggler lost. Can you believe it? Yeah, weird, weird, crazy. Weird. Um, did you have any notes for that? Um, I I did. Mm-hmm. Uh, I th- I thought he at least looked good against Batista, uh-huh. which he normally does. But yeah. for a guy who has no offense, it's like, well, where are you going to go with it? Exactly. So it it was cool at least to see him kind of like. Looks strong against Batista. Batista, mm-hmm. again, having, like, zero offense mm-hmm. um, as well. So that's kind of weird where yep. you have two people who aren't really striking or doing anything. But mm-hmm. I don't know. I, I just I, – I watched Batista in a match earlier today. It was Armageddon in 2002. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, at least here he was young. He was excited. He cared about being there. And his offense was explosive. Mm-hmm. Now it's just like – 12 years later <laughs> and it just looks bad. Yeah, it's I don't know. He maybe he's over it, maybe it's his character. I don't really care either way. I've never ever ever liked Batista, Mm-mm. so this character is like it dead in the water to me. Whatever. Mm-hmm. Um thought Ziggler had uh good offense here and there and then takes the Batista bomb and, and made Batista look good. Yeah. Uh, after that was AJ against Cameron. And uh here's a match that we didn't talk about earlier it was emma against page at nxt yeah because i wanted to save it for this aj and cameron to me was more filler for a division that can be so much better than it is mm-hmm. and it's a real bummer to see the state that it's in yes where you have something like nxt where page and emma went at it had a had like a really good match and it was long it was it had time to it that's like not even their best match that they've had they have they have had better matches really page is great emma's great they can both go AJ is in this division with women who can't wrestle. Then you just go, you have to carry the whole thing. Yeah. You have to carry it. But what do you do? Do you bring up these women? No. I think that you have to give the women who are already there storylines. Even if they don't wrestle, yeah. have them do something. Yeah. Because fuck, they're not doing a goddamn thing. And I'm, I'm just tired of it. And then now uh, we do a podcast where we talk about wrestling. And I feel like every fucking week we've gone, AJ wrestles. Meh. Well, okay, we'll just move on past that yeah. because obviously they don't care about it. Why do I care about it? Exactly. That, that's it. it. And it's and it's so frustrating because I was watching. Uh, I mean, God, with this with this network, mm-hmm. you get to go back and see choice matches, so yeah. it's easier to go. Oh man, it was so good. It was so good back then. Mm-hmm. But man, you had a triple threat match: Trish Stratus, mm-hmm. Jacqueline, and uh, Victoria. Was it mm-hmm. at? Uh, I think it was Armageddon. Mm-hmm. The all three of those women could wrestle and it was a freaking crazy match mm-hmm. to watch i i think what's missing is any kind of story yeah nobody seems to give a shit about the divas title so so people just wrestle for it yeah. AJ doesn't seem like she wants to be there anymore just because it's like well she's not no one to go against mm-hmm. like would you want to go to work every day and just go no well, here's another fucking day all right no. great so i don't know i'm not even saying call up the women they have down in nxt because then you just you're repeating the cycle of people who aren't doing anything exactly give the women characters give the women storylines you, hey, you know why everyone around the Mega 64 office loves Emma? Because she's doing something. She has right. personality and is fun to watch. Exactly. Hey, Emma, please keep it up. 
you are a fucking ray of sunshine. Don't get in a, discouraged. In a bleak, bleak division. Oh my god. I I am such an Emma fan because she has so much personality mm-hmm. and has a character outside of I'm gonna fight you for the title. I'm gonna hey yeah. hey, bitch. Oh, oh that, that's I feel like that's all it's catcalls and bullshit and it's like ah uh. and then Emma comes along you're like oh this is fun and that's mm-hmm. why I love seeing her with Summer Rae because I think they really do well so that's pretty much what I want to talk about with the Divas division because right. it's, it's a bummer hey guess what I just didn't tell you anything you guys didn't already know I'm right. sure it just feels good to have people to have someone to agree with to go yes. yeah yeah fuck definitely yeah. uh the main event was uh Daniel Bryan uh, and the Usos against the New Age Outlaws and Kane Daniel Bryan won with a running knee and the Usos took out the New Age Outlaws. Mm-hmm. And uh, it was an okay match. I thought it was fine for a main event. It didn't do anything for me one way or another. Uh, I don't know. Did you have any notes on that that were like, ooh, in- incredible? No, it was it was a solid match to, to end SmackDown. Yeah. Um, I feel like SmackDown does a lot of six-man tags. As, it does. As like a main event. And, th- or... and that's what I don't like. I don't like tag matches when they just fill up space. Yeah. Speaking of tag teams uh, in six-man tags, where are Cody Rhodes and Goldust? <laughs> Superstars in main event. <laughs> Man, that's a bummer. Which I've been watching. Hey, all right. Now that, hey, they've been putting a lot of stuff on WWE Network. Like, uh, main event, I watched a little bit of earlier. Mm-hmm. Uh, didn't have anything that was like incredible. Daniel Bryan against Kane, which we've seen a few times now. Yeah. Uh, New Age Outlaws, ooh, they didn't wrestle. They ended up, they, they sent in the Matadors against the Usos. So, whatever. So, that's stuff like that. But you can see it on the network, and I love the idea of being able to see more and more programming. Exactly. Even if it's like little throwaway matches, I honestly don't care because it's just more wrestling. Exactly. Uh, Raw started, CM Punk's music hit. This, Brian, I don't know if you know, this was the hijack Raw. The fans were going to oh, take it back. Hey, I didn't. The fans were going to take it back. I didn't, but I knew that there was going to be something Brian, that happened. Brian, the fans were there. Yeah. They paid money. their money uh-huh. to take it back. How many people bought Yes Towels and Bray Wyatt fedoras? Brian, they're taking it back uh-huh. with their with their CM Punk t-shirts. Did right. you see? Uh-huh. Listen, listen. This is how you, step one to taking down the machine. Support the machine. <laughs> step two... <laughs> <laughs> Step two for taking down the machine. Chant a name. Step three. Uh, just I just, just repeat the first two steps. Yeah. Hi, hijack Raw. Hijack. Uh, I don't know what I hated more about Hijack Raw. And, and if you were not on the internet, you didn't see a lot of this. I don't know what I hated more about Hijack Raw. The people saying, we're going to Hijack Raw, or the people going, you guys are idiots who are going to Hijack Raw. Guess what? You're all fucking idiots. Just treat it like, an, like any other goddamn god fucking Raw. Yeah. Who, gives a shit yep who cares oh, it's just God. another raw leading up to wrestlemania it doesn't matter cm punk's music hits crowd goes nuts uh paul, paul Heyman comes out mm-hmm. and cuts an awesome promo amazing promo. there is no one else i think that you could send out a, to that crowd and have them be okay with it uh yeah paul Heyman comes out and cuts that promo they are totally fine with it they are ready so good that whole crowd is ready willing to accept anything that paul Heyman says mm-hmm Excellent, excellent, excellent work taking that promo about yep. CM Punk, parlaying it against the fans, keep spinning it to Undertaker, right? to spin it to Brock Lesnar, to have Brock Lesnar come out. Genius. Excellent writing. He's that, so good. That is, to take that ball and to spin it so far that you're taking this common thread and leading everyone along with it. Mm-hmm. Fantastic. Mm-hmm. And, and hey, Go back and watch anything. I've been watching CM Punk's title run through pay-per-views. Yeah. Uh, just to see how like that character progressed and everything, because he started fan favorite and slowly went heel, and then more heel, and then Paul Heyman, and full heel, all that stuff. Right. Um, Paul Heyman joining CM Punk gave that character new life 
in a way that I don't think anyone else could have. Paul Heyman is the best at what he does. He is. I, I mean, to cut promos like that and to ha- to be so hated but so loved. Yeah. And to have the people who love you boo you because you are that good of a character. He's such a good He's incredible. It is everything that I want in a heel manager. Fantastic. And then uh, uh, Brock Lesnar came out. Mark Henry came out. Uh, Brock Lesnar F5'd uh, Mark Henry through a table. That took us out of the first segment. Mm-hmm. thought it was a good opening segment for yeah. a Raw that had to be like a really A-plus Raw for the crowd to like really, really yeah. settle down. I I thought it was a really, really good way to kick off Raw. I I, I mean, what's there to be said about Paul Heyman that hasn't already been said? Mm-hmm. It's it, it's so impressive how clean he is on the mic. Yep. Doesn't stutter and fumble when he does. He does. It, he reminds me of Macho Man Randy Savage, but a lot more smart about what mm-hmm. he does. It. Oh, that's actually that's a pretty good analogy. Yeah. I like I like what you're saying. He can roll with it really mm-hmm. well. Mm-hmm. Uh, he has he has a plan, and it doesn't seem rehearsed. Mm-mm. Okay, that's good. That's an excellent observation. Mm-hmm. Uh, our first match of the night was the New Age Outlaws against the Usos. Finally. Road Dog did the fucking thing. So overdue. He it like why was he not doing this since day one to go? Yeah, you're not worth it. I'm not gonna do the spiel that you want me to do. That is the best heel move you can do. So good. The people want something. Mm-hmm. Don't give it to them. Absolutely. It's perfect. But what a good raw to do it on. Yeah, at exactly. Least. And and WWE really played the crowd well in they, that. They're smart. Um, they're so smart. The match came when Unoso dove to the outside, made the tag to Tuso. Tuso did the super kick and mm-hmm. the dive. And we have new tag team champions. Which was really cool. Kind of wanted them to save it for WrestleMania, but you know what? Have it on this crowd because it had a pay-per-view feel. Yeah. The, the crowd was so hot. They had so much energy. Mm-hmm. Hey, maybe they weren't chanting for, like, the people that were in the ring the whole time, but mm-hmm. there was so much energy in the arena that I felt like everyone else felt it and had a real pay-per-view vibe, too. I really liked it. Uh, so I thought that match was okay. Next match was Cesaro and Biggie Langston. Jack Swagger pretty much interfered immediately and yeah. it teased the breakup some more. Uh, after that was the six-man tag, the Shield and the Wyatts. Yeah. Uh, I, it really, to me at the beginning, looked like it was going to be a repeat, like a watered-down version of that six-man tag at Elimination Chamber. That's what I thought, too. And then was not. No. What What a cool match. This, I have no idea where the story's going right now. Yeah. Because they just took it in a direction that I did not see. Oh, absolutely. What, what Seth, a... Seth Rollins walking off and going, I can't be the glue. You guys figure it out. I'm done. That I was awesome. I thought that was so interesting. Didn't see that coming. No. But then you had a couple of cool little teamwork spots between Ambrose and Reigns yeah. to show that they're still like, oh, there's still like a solution. But I thought Reigns yelling, this isn't the game plan. This isn't the game plan. What are you doing? Mm-hmm. I thought that was really cool. I thought the crowd was really hot for it. Yeah. Uh, the Wyatts win. And the shield continues to have like these cracks in it. Uh, I was really thinking like maybe they're going to turn and then have... The Shield and the Wyatts at WrestleMania again, but after Raw, they are not. They are, they are not. obviously no. cutting this here, and they are moving on with the Shield doing their own thing and the Wyatts doing their what, own thing. What a great—that, to me, is a great example of telling a story mm-hmm. through the match mm-hmm. or lack of a match. Yeah. That was that was good wrestling that tells a story. Because mm-hmm. you saw some good spots. You saw some really good uh, things that, you know, you'd come to uh, get used to seeing with both the Shield yeah. and the Wyatts. But then you saw something you would have never gotten— Anywhere, like I seriously was so surprised when it was Rollins yeah. walking away. Yep, and I that's so perfect to 
end one thing and pick up on another thing yeah. completely. And and they've been doing this mm-hmm. kind of slow build to it. Like we we've all seen it coming. Everyone's been saying when when when, and it's kind of starting. And you're kind of curious if this is going to be it. Mm-hmm. But damn, like you have everyone looks sympathetic in that situation. Right. I I think that's the best way to do it because obviously they've been doing this thing where it's like okay, Reigns looks like the face and Ambrose looks like the heel, and Rollins is trying to keep it all together. Right. But Rollins walking off and going, I can't do this. I can't be the glue. I thought that was great. Yeah. I thought that was now really he, cool. He kind of has that face like Oh, especially where... man, as with what he was doing in that match and then to walk out, yeah. I, he still he looks good no matter what he did. Yep. So good for him. Mm-hmm. Uh, I thought that was really great writing. Really, really loved it. After that was Fandango and Summer Rae uh, against uh, Santino and Emma. Emma hit all of her spots and won. Uh, the high-fiving at the beginning. so funny. I thought it was funny. I thought the crowd really didn't want to see it. Uh, they were, they thought it was a funny bit the first two times and then they kept doing it and the crowd was like starting to really not get kind of like, they were like a little restless. Eh, whatever. But yeah, I thought that was a, I thought that was a fun match. Again, mm-hmm. I love everything that Emma does. Um, yep. so that, that's a lot of fun. Uh, Sheamus and Christian was the next match. The crowd did not want to see this match. It Again. was, it was very long. Um, Christian will win a match eventually, right? Yeah. Okay. Maybe. Uh, Christian hit the bro kick or Christian, Christian got hit with the bro kick on mm-hmm. the apron and fell. And then uh, that was pretty much it. The crowd really wasn't digging it. No. So how do you follow up that match? Well, the Bellas against uh, Foxana, which is Alicia Fox and Oxana. I love that name. Foxana. Just uh, combine both their names. They did that with Rybaxel. Now they're doing it with yeah, Foxana. Foxana. Dude, what if Foxana teams with Rybaxel? Oh, fuck. <laughs> Send in your name <laughs> suggestions to Go Home Show. Fax Banel. <laughs> Go show at Vegas64.com. You guys can let us know what you think Rybaxel and Foxana's name will be. Uh, just combine it however you would like to figure that out. Um, the end of that match came when Nikki hit her backbreaker finish. Mm-hmm. Who cares? Like, they're, they're not doing anything. That match was spurned from some poor, like, some shitty lines yeah. watching a Need for Speed trailer. Gives a fuck. Oh, my God. Um, after that was a really good promo with Daniel Bryan and the Authority. Where Very I, good promo. I mean, I think everyone understands that it was Triple H and Stephanie McMahon talking to the internet and going, we're not giving you what you want. Yeah, <laughs> but I have to say that I love their resolve to not acknowledge the booze. Yeah. That, to me, is, is something that I will always respect about uh, at least – like the administration when Vince McMahon did it, and especially with um, Triple H and Stephanie McMahon, they don't acknowledge the crowd, and they, the crowd hates it. Yep. So it works out for pretty much just the WWE, mm-hmm. and the crowd doesn't get what they want. And for some reason, I love that, yeah. probably because I'm really getting annoyed with internet fans. Yeah, you know what's funny is that everyone's like, well, yeah, give us what we want. They're not giving us what we want, and we're really upset. Oh, hang on. The heels? Hang on. The heels aren't giving you what you want. Yeah. And you hate the heels? Well, God. Well, I thought we were supposed to be cheering for the heels. I know. Oh, well, shoot. Oh, my God. But so- something has to happen because now it ended with, like, the end of the all of Raw was mm. Daniel Bryan being beat down by the Authority, Randy Orton, and Batista. If you have all those people in the ring at the same time, well, I don't. Randy Orton and Batista are supposed to hate each other, but then they don't. So then I don't know where they're going with that match. Uh, so I guess we'll figure out and see. Hey, I'm I'm locked in. I'm I'm someone who's always gonna watch, yeah. just like everyone else. Yeah. I, I mean, you guys are watched too, so it doesn't matter. It just it just makes me upset because I don't normally go online to read dirt sheets mm-hmm. or forums because I'm so tired of people's opinions on Raw. Because mm-hmm. it's like it's like they think it's real. <laughs> Internet fans think wrestling is real, and they're like, they just they just want to keep Daniel Bryan down. No, that's what. 
That's what they're trying to make you think. <laughs> you, do you not get that him being out there talking at all is them not keeping him down? Like He's closed out so many Raws over like the last like six months. There was a main event, and he was... He's not in the... Like... He's not in title contention, and he closed out Raw. Yeah, so, so something is happening, but it's very funny to watch people because I think everyone's like just young. I just assume everyone's younger than I we are. So it's been. it's a lot of kids just being really upset, and I, it's and it's and it gets to a point where it is very funny to see. So fuck it, I'm on board. Yeah, let's do it. I uh, just I just makes me really upset when I hear people online say, "If I don't get the WrestleMania I want to <laughs> see, if I don't get the WrestleMania I want to see, then I'm gonna stop watching WWE." I don't want to. I don't want to watch something if it's exactly what I'm. What I want to yep. see from it. Isn't it that to me is the same thing? Like I want Futurama back. It's the same. <laughs> it's the same fucking thing. I liked Futurama. Bring it back. Well, yeah, but we ended the show. I, nah, bring it back. Bring it back because I want it. I want the. I want Futurama back. Okay. It's kid crying at the store until they get what they yeah, want. Yeah. So whatever. It's the internet. Who mm-hmm. cares? I want a Zoidberg show. Uh, Rocco from Mega sixty four said he wants a Zoidberg show. He, that means he wants Daniel Bryan in the main event at WrestleMania. You heard it here first. Uh, after after that, we had Alberto Del Rio against Dolph Ziggler with Aaron Paul. <laughs> hey, an actual sentence in professional wrestling. Aaron Paul with the assist. <laughs> Fucking love it. It was. It, I was really upset that he was supposed to be the special guest star on WWE Monday Night Raw. He came in with 40 minutes left in the show. <laughs> they talked about him for two hours and 20 minutes. <laughs> he didn't show up until 40 minutes left in the show. But, hey, you know what? That guy was cool because he seemed like he wanted to be there. He, was he got excited. involved with the yeah. show. He was very fun to see. It, like, hey, cool. You know what? Cool. Mm-hmm. And he came down with Dolph Ziggler, so he gave Dolph Ziggler that kind of rub. I thought that was fun. Yeah. Uh the Del Rio and Ziggler was the, like the match we've seen before, so who cares? Yeah. Um, Biggie against Jack Swagger where Cesaro <laughs> immediately interfered. I thought was so funny. That was really funny. I thought that was great. And then uh, Zeb Coulter, like they were going to get into it, and then Zeb Coulter tells them like, no, don't do this. Don't do what these people want you to do. Yeah. Be real American. Which was and then, awesome. And then he makes them hug, and it's the funniest hug I've ever seen on TV. It was really cool. Where it is just... I will put my upper arms around you and then just move my elbows at the joint to pat you hard against the back. It is great. Yep. They hug so weird. It is hilarious. It's uh, awesome. Then everyone does We the People, but I thought that was cool that Cesaro and Swagger like yelled it at each other. Yeah. Yelled We the People at each other. Uh, Zeb Coulter is still a great manager. I love it. I like the Real Americans. I, hey, let's just keep breaking up tag teams, I guess. I, I, don't, I don't get it. Whatever. <laughs> Uh, they got nothing else going, so why not? Yeah. Uh, the main event was Daniel Bryan against Batista, and Daniel Bryan was super over with the crowd. They, dude, the crowd loved Daniel Bryan so much they started chanting CM Punk. So, good hijack. <laughs> got, I want Daniel Bryan in the main event at WrestleMania. CM Punk. CM Punk. Wow, guys, you fucking nailed it. Yeah, good job, guys. I thought I thought that was the funniest part of all of Raw. It was people talking, we guys, we got to cheer for Daniel yeah. Bryan. And then they chant CM Punk. Really? Because I thought the funniest part of Monday Night Raw was when Cena came down. Like, you know when you're a kid and you get in trouble uh-huh. and your parents just can't get through to you? So they get Uncle to come over? <laughs> Cena's promo on Monday Night Raw was when Uncle has to talk to you. <laughs> it's like, he's trying to talk about, like, and he tried to do what, uh, what Paul Heyman did at the beginning of the match, but he's not as good as Paul Heyman. <laughs> 
And so he's sitting there talking about like the future and doing it for the fans. And I'm like, all right, uncle, I get it. Thanks. All right. Just tell mom and dad I'll do what they want. <laughs> it was so, I couldn't stop laughing during his promo last mm-hmm. night. And uh, CM Punk was nowhere to be found. And you know what? I honestly thought at the beginning of the show with them playing his music and talking about it, finally acknowledging it after that time. Mm-hmm. I watched it. I watched Raw here uh, at the studio at the Mega mm-hmm. 64 offices with a couple of the guys. And we were going, well, he has to show up because they finally acknowledged it after not acknowledging it. And then they didn't. And I thought, man, that almost like works better. Because mm-hmm. now I really have no idea what's going on. Yeah. Because there were dirt sheet rumors. Oh, well, Dave Meltzer says that he's going to come back. And this guy said that this. And and it's it's hard to escape that when I just, like, you're on the internet all the time. And it's like, well, you can't fucking get away from it. Yeah. But, hey, just don't believe it. Just watch wrestling, no watch wrestling. And that's what I, I just, I want to just enjoy wrestling. Yeah. And and honestly, I have been. Me I've too. Been, this maybe wasn't the best week of programming I've ever seen. SmackDown was pretty forgettable. I thought after the first hour of Raw, I thought it was like kind of throwaway. Yeah, it wasn't it, very it, good. It really was like the rest, like every other Raw. I mean, we had Sheamus against Christian. We've seen it. We've had Fandango and Summer Rae against Santino and Emma. That's the progression of like that storyline. But it, other than the main event and the first hour of Raw, it was just kind of like yeah. we're building up to when are we going to see Aaron Paul and when, when is John Cena going to yeah. come out? So John Cena's really hurt, I guess. Is he? I don't know. I don't know. No, well, e- either way, so. either way, he cut a decent promo, and then uh, the Wyatts were there, and they're continuing that, I guess. Yeah. So uh, I do like that the Wyatts now call out the city that they're in. I thought that was interesting. They're supposed to be heels, but now they're doing like the little cheap pop thing. Green, hey Green Bay, we're here. But I, but I think it's cool because now it's not. I was kind of thinking. That one promo is getting dated. Mm-hmm. It's the same promo. You see it every single time. It's, we're here, and then, you know, their music. Mm-hmm. Now them saying it, because it's the Wyatts, it's going to get cheered fine, just like The Rock would always get cheered yeah. when he did the People's Elbow. Mm-hmm. But now it it's more, like, creepy. It is a little bit creepy. It's like, oh, Chicago, we're here. Yeah, you know what's cool is the whistling that's been ha- – they've been, like – there's, like, whistling uh, – what's his name? Uh, fucking Luke Harper keeps oh whistling, like, when the promo starts, and oh then – and the then Bray crazy. Wyatt talks. To, yeah, I think they're just they're such interesting characters. Mm-hmm. They're so much fun to watch. Uh, Bray Wyatt has been using Sister Abigail. I mean, he's his finish and everything, but he's doing like that flying cross body block thing mm-hmm. where it just looks like a fucking car Jesus. destroying someone. Yeah, it, he just hits him so hard. I don't know. I think it looks pretty good on TV, mm-hmm. but I think until you see that move live, you don't understand how fucking devastating it looks. Bray Wyatt is the smallest of the three people in the Wyatt family and is still a fucking giant man. Yeah. He is so much bigger in person. It's like shocking. Giant man. It really, really is shocking to see how big he is. Yeah. It's crazy. Mm Mm-hmm. Damn. But yeah, all in all, I think kind of a forgettable week, Mm -hmm. except for, you know, the moments on Raw. Yeah. Thought WWE played the internet crowd well. Mm -hmm. Uh, They know what they're doing. Yeah. I I don't think anybody has any doubt that they, you know what I mean? I mean, the the notion that Hijack Raw was going to do anything, or that in all honesty, it wasn't part of their plan, that WWE didn't come up with the idea for Hijack Raw. They are such a media-savvy company that I'm like— Surprised that people think that they can somehow outsmart yep. them. You know, what's what's really funny is that all these internet fans are going like, we got to hijack Raw. We got we to gotta take it over. We got to do all this. Hey, they don't care. The WWE doesn't care what you do. No. Do you know why? Because you're going to watch next week. And they yeah. don't give a shit. Because it's like how we, what we just said earlier. You guys are you're still going to buy the t-shirts. 
Mm-hmm. You're still going to buy all this merchandise. You're going to buy the network. So yeah. you going, no, doesn't matter because you're still handing over your money. Absolutely. So what is it? They don't, they're trying to hook the, the kids yeah. and the people who just watch in passing. Right. Okay. Yeah. Hey, there's going to be a payoff. Things pay off. And, yeah. you know, and if they don't, that's real fucked up. And hey, it's been known to happen in WWE where things just don't pay off. Yeah. But you're still going to watch. And I think you have to reconcile that with yourself. Yeah. That, hey, you might, you might be an internet fan and you might read all the dirt sheets and you want to get like, oh man, I'm going to go, I'm going to get like all the results and I'm going to put spoilers up. Okay, that's fine. You're still gonna, you're gonna like people are gonna watch it. Yeah, it doesn't, it doesn't matter. No, nothing's gonna change. Watching the WWE Network, mm-hmm. having it this past week has taught me that all I want to do is watch wrestling. Yeah, and I think that's that's really why we started this podcast too, is because we really enjoy our, our wrestling a lot. Yeah, it's something that we just talk about, and yeah, we just we kind of stomp our feet sometimes and go, no, I want this guy to get pushed, but then I think we've been watching it for so long that we can kind of take a step back and go, well. I can see why they're not, and I'm just saying that because he's my favorite. Yeah. Push him, push this guy has become the new, he's my favorite. Yeah. So, and, oh, this guy's getting buried means he just, ha- he had like a loss. Yeah. And it, you, Wins and losses don't mean and, anything And again, anymore. it's the inter- the internet is just an exaggeration of everything. So whatever. Yeah. I mean, what, what, what good does it do one way or another? I don't know. Yeah, exactly. Um, so I guess we can take, how about, let's see what, let's see what some viewer mail says. Sure. Uh, this is from Neil. Hey guys, love the show, and your excitement for wrestling is making me want to watch again. One of my favorite times in WWF history was the Ministry of Darkness time, where I feel Undertaker really shined, and this big group would be up against the rest of the WWF roster. First, did you like that story arc, and do you think that sort of mystical power-type storyline will ever come back to the WWE? That's from Neil J. in Southern California. Do you remember that? Yeah. Uh, where, like, it was uh, Vince McMahon was the higher power, and... There was the corporate ministry after mm-hmm. that, and the corporation was like this big devilish thing. I think that the Wyatts are about as close as you're going to get to that. That's what I was going to say. Now, mm-hmm. because they're not mystical crazy, because people have a hard time buying that now, mm-hmm. I think. Uh, because we all know that they're playing characters. Yeah. it's Wrestling's taking a turn where it's all a nudge and a wink and like a, hey, we yeah. get it too. But then you have characters who, like the Wyatts, who you just go like, oh, these are believable, kind of. Mm-hmm. They're cultists. They have the big beards. They dress the part. They talk the part. Everything is believable in them. And I think that's about as close as you're going to get to something dark and a little creepy. Yeah. Uh, which, honestly, I'm okay with. I, I don't need – I never really liked mystical weird shit and stuff in story like in storylines for wrestling because mm-hmm. that's not the stuff in wrestling that I really like. When that stuff is played for humor, yeah, I really enjoy it. Yeah. But – most of the time, I, I don't. I think that the only person who can and why he still does uh, pull it off is The Undertaker. Yeah. Since his inception, he had the urn, and there was always some sort of, like, dark magic draw, and he could do, you know, he could command lightning, and he was, like, you know, the dead man, mm-hmm. which Michael Cole likes to say a lot. A lot. And I don't <laughs> like it. Yeah. Um, but, you know, it's... Uh, he was really the, I think, the person who who could legitimize it because it mm-hmm. wasn't like this over the top thing. Well, I think that character's changed so much too. Yeah. You remember he came out with the big fat purple tie. Yeah. And then uh, he went up against Kane and kind of changed his whole look, mm-hmm. became darker, a little edgier, and then had the Ministry and then kept changing and then was yeah. the American badass and changed back to the Dead Man. He's believable as a character because he's been around so long and everyone is willing to suspend disbelief for The Undertaker. I think because they respect him yeah. and they kind of like went, okay, no, hey, this guy's, he's he's one of like the last good ones. Yeah. We're, we're gonna, yeah, respect that guy. I think that's it. Yeah. 
and and that's fine but that's why bringing in i think new characters maybe doesn't necessarily mm -mm. work with like a mystical who's spooky because all i can think about is the mid if you guys haven't watched like the mid 2000s kind of wwe era where there's characters like the boogeyman oh my god yeah remember the boogeyman oh yeah. uh, i hadn't until now yeah and i don't it's just not a believable character that's fun i don't care he ate worms i don't give a shit like that's not a character that resonates with me <laughs> at all i just don't care so whatever but that again that's just me and being an older fan maybe as a kid i would be like oh wow that's really interesting that's cool yeah. it's kind of spooky but i feel like that's what the wyatts are now mm -hmm. the wyatts probably freak kids out out like a like a little bit you yeah know what i mean they're weird they're like weird dudes yeah um, our next email is from Brody S. Hey guys, was just wondering what your favorite intro music was. I would say Stone Cold Steve Austin's intro would be the best, but I have to go with Mark Henry's intro, which is a 3-6 Mafia song. I love it. Uh, P.S. Thank you for another great show, and I look forward to another great show this week. Again, that's Brody S. Brian, what is your favorite theme song? Let's, let's rattle down a couple that you really like. Can you think of any? Shawn Michaels. Okay. Uh, I, lo I love both of Triple H's theme mm -hmm. music. Mm -hmm. I, I think that when he came out to... Motorhead's mm -hmm. the game. It was awesome. Now he comes out to the King, King of Kings. Yeah, King of Kings is so good. I just love that it's a Motorhead song. Yeah, I love that he just gets Motorhead. Yeah, um, uh, I got Lemmy to write me songs. You got what? You got who? That fucking rules. That's really awesome. Yep. Uh, I mean, obviously, like DX, The mm -hmm. Rock. I do really like Mark Henry's theme music. Mm -hmm. um, John Cena back in when he was like, you know, first starting off the Word Life Basic Thugonomics. Yeah, yeah, I love that one. His new ones. I'm just tired of it. Yeah. That, that's it. Because I hate, because when I hear that song after not hearing it for a long time, which isn't often anymore, yeah. um, I just go like, oh, this, this is like kind of a fun song. The yeah. horns sound cool and yeah. it's a good song. But yeah, like you just get tired of it. I like that older one. Mm -hmm. um, Jericho's was really good. Yeah. Uh, JBL. I was going to say that. Had a very cool song. Mm -hmm. It sounded like Dallas. It just reminded me of the TV show Dallas, yeah. which, which I think is what they were going for. I think so. Uh, that was really cool. I thought his I thought his was great. I mean, you have Stone Cold, obviously, mm -hmm. with the glass shatter. Uh, the one that I didn't like was when Stone Cold had a song by Disturbed. Yep, that song sucked. Well, that that whole era. Yeah, of... that's a that's a tough era. I like I haven't watched any pay per views from that era because it's like kind of it like makes me like nervous, almost like cringy. They, like they ugh. really wanted to like bring in popular music and like kind of rekindle what they'd done for WrestleMania one. Yeah. And it didn't really work yeah. out because yeah. they went for like really bad music. Yeah. A lot, and, and Hey, if you're a wrestling fan, it, I'm just, I'm curious about what kind of music you actually listen to because the stuff in WWE, I don't listen to at all. Mm -hmm. Hey, this new song by shinedown, what the fuck is Shinedown? And then you look know. up a song by Shinedown, and you go, this fucking sucks. <laughs> I really like the Wyatts. Mm -hmm. Their intro is really cool. I went up and tried to find, because I like, I actually really like that song. That's a cool song. Went to find more songs by that artist. Mm -hmm. Man, is it not as dark as that <laughs> song. It's like, that almost like Jack Johnson. Yeah. Kind of like this bubbly, really poppy. Bubble, like a bubble toast? Like, oh, yeah. Yeah. They should come out like to bubble toast. Oh, my God. <laughs> When it comes to bubble toes, uh, I think the best theme song right now, mm -hmm. Emma. Yes. Hey, that is a song around the office that we will put on and it will stop conversation. Yep. I love that song. I think I, Daniel Bryan has a cool song right now. Um, I, I think it's good. I think it's fine. It, it doesn't do much for me. It kind of gets you pumped like if you hear it live, I guess. Uh, Mark Henry's is great. I really like Biggie Langston's. Me too. It doesn't make any sense uh, because he didn't follow through with the five gimmick. 
uh, from NXT where it's he would heel move, where he would pin people. That's how he got over as a face. He would pin people for a five count. Really? Yeah, he would pin people for a five count, and that like the crowd loved it. Hmm. And so his music changed to where three is not enough, and he does need five. He does. So now he just comes out to that song, but it doesn't make any sense. He has been like this weird little like pitch back and forth character for like the real Americans to beat up. Yeah. What's, that's been weird, right? But you know what I love about Langston? I If you have the WWE app and you do get to watch like the second stream, uh, second screen thing while it's live, mm-hmm. they have like the cool little things during the commercials. It's so, it's so much fun because it keeps you engaged. Biggie Langston treats that title like it's something that means more than how like WWE is treating it. Right. And I love that about like people who hold the titles. That reminds me of what like The Rock and Triple H would do during the Attitude Era when they had the belts for the IC Championship or right. European Championships. Mm-hmm. It it gives that belt esteem. It's a reason to actually have it. Otherwise, right. don't have it. Mm-hmm. Like the belt is not the reason for the for the feud. Yeah. It, it shouldn't be at least. Yeah. A, a lot of those uh, promos that they have backstage like on the app or, or like after the show whatever that you can only see like on their website or on your app yeah those are great promos they are they're really good promos and and then people go why aren't these on tv uh i don't know i don't that's I don't, it I don't. That, that's it i don't know what to tell you uh i think it's just more of you'll watch it anyway so why put mm-hmm. why put something that's potentially volatile on the air when we put something safe on yeah and i think that's it uh but really beyond that I don't know. I don't. Because uh, some of those promos are really good. They are. Some of them are really, really good. And they're a lot of fun to watch, especially like Ziggler when Ziggler starts going. Yeah. It's really cool. He has good intro music too. I really like his. I really like his too. Mm-hmm. He had one that uh, before this that was Perfection by the same band. Mm-hmm. But it's I just listened to it the other day. I'm like, I forgot about that song. And it's the same song past the beginning. Instead of I'm here to show the world, they just go, I am Perfection. And then the rest of the song is like the same. Oh. It's just like a little bit slower. Huh. Uh, uh, the song that he has now is cool. I like it. Um, this next question is from Nick Raygun on Tumblr. Nick says, if you guys are still doing that thing where you coordinate a match for us to watch on Go Home Show listeners, uh, I definitely think CM Punk versus John Cena at Money in the Bank 2011 should be one of those. That feud is what got me back into WWE after a few years of not really tuning in. That feud is what got me back in huh. after not watching. Uh, CM Punk's pipe bomb, the pipe bomb promo, where he sits down and cuts that like that kind of fake shoot promo. Right. Got me back into wrestling. Yeah. I didn't have cable. I didn't watch it online. I followed some of the indie stuff, whatever. Right. Uh, that that kind of thing. But uh, really didn't watch. And then that happened, and it was like, I'm back in. Yeah. I'm back. It's that CM Punk being the guy again, like being number one, made me go like, oh, shit, they're doing something. Yeah. I- and that was really cool. What uh? What pay per view was it? Where um, I want to say it was SummerSlam 2011, mm-hmm. where it was CM Punk uh, against Cena for the undisputed WWE Championship after he had come back with I think, the title. I think that was SummerSlam. I think you're right because they they were both champions mm-hmm. and yeah yeah that that's one that I that I want to watch. Yeah. I want to watch. But that. then hey, but no, no no that that was did they both have the titles at that point? Because Money in the Bank was the no, they, you're right. It, it had to be SummerSlam because Money in the Bank 2011 is the one where CM Punk gets the title and then leaves. Yeah. And then uh, John Cena has the other belt, like wins the little tournament or whatever, and then CM Punk comes back. And I think that is SummerSlam yeah. uh, where they have that that showdown. And that's a good, that's a pretty good pay-per-view. That's, mm-hmm. that's a decent one. But yeah, uh, Money in the Bank 2011 right. is really good. I've been watching the Money in the Bank and the Elimination Chamber 
matches, mm-hmm. like pay-per-views. Those are really cool gimmick matches. People kind of romp and stomp about bring back King of the Ring, and uh, I love King of the Ring. Mm-hmm. I think it's fun, and I love tournaments, and I think it's a cool way to push people. Right. But I think that Elimination Chamber and Money in the Bank are the new era of that and yeah. serve the same purpose of you have lower card guys who are ready to get kind of bumped up to a higher tier mm-hmm. who maybe don't win the whole thing but have excellent outings. Uh, Cesaro right. is the guy who's really gotten the rub from Elimination Chamber this last year. Yeah. Um, who I mean, you have people winning. Edge is winning the Money in the Bank and coming in to cash in. Yeah. That was a really big deal. I mean, you have people who kind of get rubs from that who move up a little bit. Yeah. And so I think I think that serves the purpose of the same thing without it being a tournament. And it doesn't take as long. Yeah. It, I think it's hard to sell a pay-per-view on potential matches. Yeah. Oh, John Cena might wrestle. Tune in. Like, yeah. <laughs> I think it's just harder to do that. Um, I want to talk about indie wrestling for a minute because this is something I feel like we haven't really touched on a lot. Yeah. Me and Brian used to go to a lot of PWG shows. If you guys are not familiar with Pro Wrestling Guerrilla, I assume you are because you're listening to an internet wrestling podcast, <laughs> but um, go check out PWG and do yourself a favor and just sit down for like half an hour and mm-hmm. watch all, go back as far as you can, like on their, uh, on their, on their YouTube, YouTube channel oh my God. and uh, watch their highlight videos. Realize that there are spoilers within them because it's just highlights from the show. Right. You will see wrestling that is like, that will make you believe in wrestling again. I don't know another way to put it because it's incredible. The so, stuff that these people do. So amazing. It's fun characters going out and having a fun time with an audience that knows it's supposed to be fun. Exactly. I I love indie wrestling because it's everybody's there for the same reason. Mm-hmm. And I remember going there, and this was when Joey Ryan had just won the title. Oh, people hated Joey Ryan. And people hated him, but our section liked him. Oh, love Joey Ryan. It was it started with me, Eric, Dominic, and these two other people who we would meet there, and we would just we would be the only people in this entire place. And granted, there are like maybe two hundred people there, mm-hmm. and we would be the only people chanting Joey Ryan. But we were loud enough, yeah. and then eventually we turned our entire section into the Joey Ryan section. So, you know, it's four sides with all the chairs and whatever. Yeah. It was three-quarters of the people chanting how much they hated Joey Ryan, <laughs> and then our section chanting how much we love Joey Ryan. But that, that's what I love about indie wrestling is the amount of participation that you mm-hmm. have. If you guys have, wherever you live, there might be an indie promotion not far from you within an hour's drive. Me and Brian used to drive two hours yeah. to go see. Still would. Yeah. Hey, man, we should, we should we really should. look into going up there. Uh, pro wrestling on an independent level is so much fun. Mm-hmm. And you guys should definitely look up to see if there's anything in your area and start keeping up with it. Because a lot of these guys, Mike Elgin, I think that Brian Cage, a lot of these guys are going to be in WWE eventually. Oh, yeah. Drake, oh, Young, yeah. Drake Younger, ACH, Rick Fox, or, or Rick Swan, uh, Like, fuck. I mean, in, incredible. Kevin Steen, the Young Bucks, Adam Cole. I think mm-hmm. these guys are awesome and i really can't get enough of like just seeing what they want to do out in the ring yeah because i think they really understand the storytelling kind of aspect to it yeah yeah hey there are a lot of super kicks and there are a lot of crazy spots and everything right but in the end there still are like these storylines that carry the whole thing and you want to see the bad guy lose and you want to see the good guy win absolutely and so it's fun for that so if you guys have indie wrestling in your area definitely go check it out i i would definitely suggest it roh travels up and down the east coast uh, PWG is in LA. Yeah. I, uh, I think like Windy City in like the Midwest, I, if that's even still around, but there's, 
there's stuff all over the place. Yeah. And sometimes you get to see old WWE people if you're on the East Coast, and for some reason that's a thing promotions do. Yeah. Uh, go see Kizarni take on Maven. <laughs> Maybe that doesn't sell you on independent wrestling, but there's but, a lot of independent wrestling that is great. Yes. Uh, I mean, so go go check it out. Please, 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 please look up. so worth it. Be diligent and check it out. Uh, in San Diego, we're starting, we have our little independent thing. Mm-hmm. Uh super awesome showdown that you guys can check out mm-hmm. and uh we have a show coming up on march 28th that you can check out super awesome showdown hyper quasar edition and uh if you have not seen the art for that it's really cool it uh, is vic one of one of the guys who runs it is an excellent artist he made it look like super nintendo street it's fighter so cool and uh we just put out it an ad like a page ad online that i really want to pass around more that looks like a street fighter magazine ad mm-hmm. uh from like nintendo power or something like it was, that it i was, thought it was so cool it's so cool yeah so check out super awesome showdown you guys can see what they're doing uh, that's a lot of fun but there there's always indie wrestling around you because uh there's always uh there's always got to be places for wwe to pluck from mm-hmm. even if even if they're not picking like the top guys uh or hey you know what check out the stuff in japan the stuff happening in new japan right now with bullet club with prince devitt who's like the fucking king of that place right now love it love that love the young bucks uh, all the stuff that's going on, Machine Gun Carl Anderson, all the people over there just look so fucking good. And people are going like, well, Prince Devitt's coming to WWE. I really don't think he is. And I think he's suited not to. And uh, same with Cole Cabana. Cole Cabana doesn't need to come to the WWE. No. I think he's doing well. If you guys don't check out the Art of Wrestling podcast, which I doubt you don't listen to, mm-hmm. uh, check it out because it's awesome interviews uh, with really cool wrestlers. There you go. That's my little indie wrestling segment. And we'll cover it more yeah. uh, probably in the coming the coming shows and everything because indie wrestling is so it's so cool and it's fun to watch thrive and everything it is um one more question from the time sprinkler on tumblr <laughs> hey guys i'm loving the podcast so far you really captivated me to get back into pro wrestling thank you for that i wanted to ask what's your favorite non-wrestlemania pay-per-view of all time that's a really good question king of the ring 2001 i think i would have to agree with that uh, the, i mean i mean hey, i don't want to because i want to i want to have a different one it's Hey, just for the Kurt Angle Shane McMahon match, it's incredible. But it's you also a, have I think Kurt Angle wrestles like three times on that pay-per-view. I think the main event is like Stone Cold for the title. It's a Jesus. King of the Ring tournament where Edge wins the King of the Ring. It's a good, good, good wow. pay-per-view. It's really, really well done. Mm-hmm. Um another one would be Benoit won Royal Rumble in 2004. That was a good one. That was a great one. But 2003 had Kurt Angle against Chris Benoit. I think that was, I think, God, I want to say that's Royal Rumble. It has to be. And that is an incredible match. You guys can watch that on WWE Network. Absolutely. It's really cool. Um, but, man, it's tough to pick one yeah. pay-per-view. Uh, if you had to pick a pay-per-view series, like one that, you know, they repeat every year mm-hmm. or whatever, what what would you pick? I've always liked the Survivor Series. Mm-hmm. I don't know why. I just, Do you like the Survivor Series matches that no. much? Yeah, me neither. You know what? Me neither. But, I, but I don't. It, it still has a big show feel. Yeah. I think it's because you get to see a lot of people maybe in different roles. You don't see a lot of 10-man tag matches Mm-mm. or whatever. So I think maybe that's – I don't really like those matches either. But there's a storyline going with, like, the teams forming yeah. and everything. So at least that's interesting. I like those. Money in the like Money in the Bank is quickly becoming one of my favorites. Yeah. Uh, I really think that they need to – now that there's only one title – they really need to take that and put it in WrestleMania, and you don't need the whole Money in the Bank pay-per-view. Hmm. Because when there were two titles, it made sense because you got two Money in the Bank matches, and right. then it became a Money in the Bank pay-per-view. But maybe it still makes sense to keep it. Yeah. Um, huh. 
but I think it's I think it's still suited for a WrestleMania type atmosphere, uh, so it could work there. I really like Elimination Chamber. The more I've seen Elimination Chamber, the more I really really like it. I never gave those matches credit. Yeah, but they are the new kind of launching pad platform for younger guys. I like TLC. Yeah, you know what? There, but there aren't like a lot of you know. Sometimes there's like a chairs match or yeah. a tables match, but generally it's just a TLC one TLC match. Yeah, I get it. But yeah. It's, uh, it's cool that they that they still devote some time to that kind of hardcore rules. Yeah. So let's. So we are in agreement. Bring back Taboo Tuesday. Okay. Uh, okay. Yeah. I want to vote on what kind of Cyber outfits. Sunday. I want to vote on what kind of outfits the divas wear, Brian. Okay. That's that's how I know that I'm participating. Is, it, is that the one that Jericho won the undisputed title at? No, that was Vengeance in San Diego. That's weird. It was that weird. That was in San Diego. That's such a crappy arena. <laughs> and it's the same arena. It's the same arena since uh, since it's uh, since God it started. Yeah. That San Diego sports arena is a piece of shit. Yeah. The acoustics are terrible. It's not a good arena. Uh, uh, it's weird they had a pay per view there. Yeah, that's that's what I'm saying. Yeah. Like you, I think you can maybe fit forty thousand people in there. <laughs> You're better off doing it at like the at the ballpark. Yeah. Hey, go just go up the freeway and have it in Anaheim. Yeah, have it at the pond. It's hey, I, I won't be upset because that means Raw SmackDown is gonna be in San Diego. Yep, I'll I'll take that. Sure, that's fine. Hey, guess what? Hmm. That's episode four. We did it. It's in the books. We did it. We did slam dunk. Yes, Brian. How do you feel about this last week of WWE programming? Hijack programming. Whoa, Brian. How do you feel about this last podcast that we just did? Hijack podcast. Hijack podcast. No, guys, please don't hijack our podcast. Please don't hijack our Twitter at Go Home Show. Please don't hijack our Tumblr, thegohomeshow.tumblr.com. Please don't hijack our Facebook, facebook.com slash thegohomeshow. Please don't hijack our email, gohomeshow at mega64.com. Guys, we're hijackable in so many different areas. I don't know what we're going to do. What we want to hear from you, though, is what pay-per-view we should have for our first, for our first wrestling book club. Uh, I have a couple of ideas. Hopefully, Brian does, too. Uh, we have to record it. So next week, we'll have another episode. Mm-hmm. We'll have episode five. Uh, three episodes ain't enough, man. So we recorded we recorded four, mm-hmm. and then next week we will record five. Mm-hmm. So I need that. And then after that, I think after the fifth episode, we will have our first wrestling book club. Awesome. So send your suggestions. Hit us up on Twitter, Tumblr, Facebook. Send us an email. Let us know what you think it should be. Uh, and then we will have our first wrestling book club. I'm very excited. I'm very excited to watch pay review, take notes, and just talk about it. Uh, get some feedback because we want to hear you guys. Write us full emails about your ana- your analysis of the show, match by match, gimmick by gimmick. Because we're gonna read all that. Yep. We wanna we wanna get take that all on the air the way we do this podcast week to week. We wanna do that with you guys. Absolutely. We wanna have all your feedback. We wanna read it all on air. We want we wanna hear what you guys think about uh Survivor Series 1996. <laughs> <laughs> money in Money in the Bank 2010. Did they have it in 2010? Right. 2011? Capital Punishment. Capital Punishment. We will not watch Capital Punishment because we've already <laughs> talked about it way too much. So, guys, thank you very much. Uh, you want to hit us up, Twitter, Tumblr, Facebook. Uh, hit us up on email. And uh, get out there, promote. Let your friends know that we're doing a podcast. And uh, thank you very much for listening. You don't have a quip? You don't have, like, a quippy end? I meant to say Capital Carnage. Hijack Brian's joke.